Welcome back to the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast, a show all about inspiring smart, busy women to put their happiness at the top of their to-do list. Join your host and life coach, Dion Thompson, as she chats with amazing women who have figured out how to make their happiness a priority, and more importantly, what it's really like to go from hot mess to awesomeness. And now, on with the show. To the Hot Mess to Awesomeness podcast. I am your host, Dion Thompson, and your friendly neighborhood life coach. I, as always, am sweaty and I'm feeling really just fucking awesome right now. I, my guest, Michelle Mahar, we're going to talk about your song choices just for a second. So I was saying before we hit play and danced our butts off that I love when my guests have song choices that really resonate with me and of course the last song was stevie nicks and i'm like that is the energy that i needed today so at recording this episode i am in full woman on fire mode getting everything ready for the event and i haven't had a lot of time to do like the me stuff and this dance party was well needed and it was the perfect song choice for that. I feel super empowered. I feel like I have all the She-Ra energy in the world right now. And so thank you, Michelle, for um, sharing that with me. And when I, I oh, mentioned great. that, how much I love the song and, and how mm -hmm. I, it was really what I needed and you were like, yeah, and I got to shake her hand. So can we just, before we even get into like the real interview and all the other things we're gonna talk mm. about, can we just talk about that for a moment? You did what with the who now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> it was up at Casino Rama. I saw Stevie Nicks. Uh, I guess uh, I guess we saw her twice, and every time um, we would have four seats, and so you could go up to the front. They had a little area where you could stand. All this pre-COVID stuff. Right. <laughs> <Anyhow>. <laughs> um, I would always stand right at the front for the whole concert, and then of course, and then at the end. Well, she, you know, she came kind of across and, and everybody was putting out their hand and I shook her hand and uh, it was just awesome. Although it was a gloved hand, but now like, <laughs> and this whole shaking right? hands now is like another story, but that's um, right. <laughs> but it was just, it was just awesome. I really, because I, what I have always really loved about her is the fact that she changes her clothes during the concert. Oh, and for me, it's like, if I were a performing artist on stage, I would be wearing different outfits all the time. I would change <laughs> like five times during the concert or whatever. And she, and she, anyhow, she does that, you know, when it's like the skirt that comes off and the pants are underneath and, nice. or something like that. And um, that's what uh, I've always just really loved about her. That is so awesome. What a great sort of, for me, uh, uh, a line into this idea of, um, female driven energy women who know what they want and are willing yeah. to put themselves out there and make that happen because that's kind of you my friend which i'm excited to talk about and to talk about the journey that you've taken which is a pretty substantial one and um if you're watching right now i'm sure you've already noticed the beautiful beautiful jewelry that michelle is wearing so we're going to talk about that and all of the beautiful pieces that are behind her because uh she made all that 
And, um, but that's not where, that's not what your life's always been about. It, it has yeah. taken some turns. Um, so you and I met, hmm, hmm, three plus years ago. I, I'm, time has lost all meaning for me now. Oh. Um, so <laughs> I want to say yeah. about three lifetimes ago, we met <laughs> um, at a networking event and I was absolutely, <clears throat> excuse me, captivated by, of course, the, the beautiful, um, jewelry that you were wearing. And at the time I was planning my event and we had chatted and I thought, what a great, um, addition, what a great compliment you and I coming together because your message, uh, for women is about really putting themselves first and, and putting what they want out into the world. And of course that is, that is definitely part of, of my mission and, and my goal for, for women everywhere. And um, having you as, um, as a vendor sponsor at the first 100 Women on Fire event was brilliant. It was, it was such a, um, people are still talking about your pieces because again, they are so distinctively you and unique and um, like nothing we've ever seen before. So, so Michelle, tell us a little bit about you and, and what brought you to the place where I'm like drawn in and captivated by you, um, not just because of the jewelry, because of everything that you're bringing to the world right now, but tell us about that journey. Cause I know it wasn't a straight line into jewelry and um, design. <laughs> no, no, definitely it wasn't. Um, so before I go on, thanks a lot. Uh, thank you so much for having me on this show. So great to be here. I just, um, yeah, going back to when I was a teenager, really, that's where, you know, where we have to go back to. And I always had a creative side to me. I always loved art. I was painting, drawing, things like that. I took art through through high school and even in, into university. But um, I was making Barbie clothes in the sewing machine when I was 14. I, I think I, I inherited the sewing gene from my grandmother. <laughs> my grandmother would sew everything um and i used to just design with different old pieces of fabric design fabric um, barbie clothes and uh i have a younger sister and she was still playing with barbie so it was just great i would come up with the clothes try them on and so on and i also sewed and i had an interest in fashion design at that point in time as well and i really was wanting to go to ontario college of art but at the time and you know as we are you know told when we grow up like mm -hmm. you're supposed to go to school and you're supposed to go to um post-secondary education get a good job make money have a family and then uh work at your job 30 years or whatever and then retire yeah tick tick and, tick 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 all the boxes that's the that's what we're and that's the way it's supposed to be Right. And I was good at math and I was um, always, well, I was always good at school, but I also was, was good at math and I had an interest in it. So my parents kind of steered me towards going to U of T for Bachelor of Commerce. And that's what I ended up doing. I got um, uh, a double major with economics and then a minor in psychology as well. And I went on to be an accountant. So that was... Uh, that was my journey. I started off doing um, doing audits and I worked for the provincial government, the Ontario Financing Authority, supporting the, the trading floor that uh, issues the debt of the province. And then my last job was at Bank of Montreal where I was doing accounting for derivatives and complex financial instruments. So 
that totally. was a that was a bunch of words that I probably should know. Just putting that out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, it was something you know I, I I enjoyed the work, but I definitely did not fit into the co- uh, the corporate world. I didn't mm. enjoy most things about corporate. Um, Any time that you would ask why is something done this way, well, it was always done this way. This is the way you do it. Right. You know. And and as for wearing uh, jewelry as an accountant, well. They looked at me like I had two heads. So um, that was just not not to be. Oh, and going back to high school as well, I had to wear a uniform and I didn't um, like the fact that I was wearing a uniform and looking the same as everyone else. So I decided to just load on the jewelry. I wore a lot of jewelry to try to, you know, make myself individual that stands out, you know, like not look the same as everyone else. And So I actually ended up going to a bead store on Queen Street and picked up some beads and I just started making something. <laughs> and that, I, that continued through the accounting career. So basically, I was an accountant for um, just over 20 years. Essentially, that's when I uh, came back to work after March break. It was right after coming back from March break that I went into a meeting with my, my boss at the time. And and she just gave me an envelope and said, I'm sorry. And I was like, what, what's going on? And, and basically that was my package there, right? And I was 12 years at BMO and it was total shock to me, total shock. I was, I was just, I didn't know, I, I don't know what my emotions were at that point in time. It was just a total shock, like I say. And, uh, and then they just said, we, we can uh, call you a cab to go home. Oh. Okay. Okay. And you can come back and get your stuff on another weekend, basically. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So it was just, I was in total shock. And then I came home to an empty house. I'm like, oh, like, I, you know, I just didn't know. I was, I felt like I was, you know what? Actually, when I think about it, it's kind of like when they shut down everything for COVID. Mm. And the NBA got shut down. It was kind of that same feeling like, what? What is happening? Am I in some kind of movie? Right. And uh, so anyhow, I took the time to process. Well, sorry, it was, I took the summer off. Yeah, <laughs> Good. <laughs> to be with my kids and everything like that. And then, uh, and then I decided, you know what? This is it. This is what I've always wanted to do. I've always had a passion for creating things. And, and, uh, and I decided to just just start making some jewelry, buy, bought some supplies, and I decided to have an open house and invited everybody I know to come and, and have a look. And then I started a website. <laughs> and then, and, and then, then it just was. Just kind of carried on from there. Yep. So brilliant. So brilliant. And when you finally, I mean, kind of not by choice, but by um, gift, perhaps, got and the that's opportunity. Exactly, that's exactly it. We have to remember that was a gift. Right. Because I wasn't going to do that on my own. Right. I needed that push. Yeah, no. And it was, I mean, I think there's so many women who are in that boat, like, well, I mean, I don't hate my job and it's, it's, I'm still pretty good at it. And it's kind of like guaranteed money. I mean, I can deal with that and this and this. And eventually we kind of forget that the things that we're dealing with are far outweighing the reasons why we think we're staying. Anyway. But the universe provides as it does. Um, and, and so when you were able to start um, taking those steps, which I'm sure at the beginning were like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. What was that experience like? Was it like sort of a, 
did it happen fairly quickly? Did you continue to just sort of stay doing your own thing? Because I know you do a variety of things now. So what sort of prompted you to go from, I'm just going to make jewelry and have a little open house to, I'm going to do all of these things included. And again, we'll sort of get to all the bits and pieces that you've brought into your beautiful business. But, um, but what, what is that like, or what maybe prompted um, you to just keep going and keep going and keep going? <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, it was funny because I, I was already on Facebook for other reasons. I was playing slots. That was a totally different thing. <laughs> that was but, totally the thing then. <laughs> but um, uh, so I, I, I don't know where I saw it or how I saw it or what, but I, I happened to see a mompreneur's event, a luncheon, and I thought, well, I'm going to go to this. So that was my first thing. And if you knew me from before, when I was at the bank, I would not go to any extra social things. I wouldn't speak to other people. I wouldn't go up and talk to somebody I didn't know. And I decided I was just going to go to this lunch. And so I did. And I, I went to this lunch and met some people. And that was like my first, um, my first step into networking. And then it kind of grew from that. And at the same time, I found that I really wanted to learn. I wanted to learn and I had, you know, 20 years at the bank, or not the bank, sorry, 20 years in um, different corporate roles. I really, in terms of personal development, what did we do? We had a time management course. And I think that was like, that was way out there. Yeah. It was Excel and Word and things like that, but time management was, or, or how to, uh, to be productive or something like that. Right. And so really I didn't do anything in the way of personal development. And then since being an entrepreneur, I've just, I've just dove right into it. I've done so many, I've gone through so many courses, um, so many webinars, personal development, uh, conferences that I've attended. And the networking just expanded and expanded. And I found that also, um, well, it's huge, right? Going from corporate to being an entrepreneur, I had no idea. And I couldn't believe these amazing people that I met as well. And I just thought, wow, look at what these people are doing. And just thinking into my corporate career. And I just thought, you know, there's so, so much more to life. Right. And there's so much more to learn and you can never know everything. Right. You can, you know, never stop learning. So fascinating. I, I, you know how much I love that. And if, you know, for the listeners, you've been with me for longer than a minute, you know, I'm all about learning all the things that you can, that excite you, that light you up, that, that fascinate you and that, that can draw you in. And, and I keep coming back to something in my head. So I just wanted to mention it. So I find it, an interesting thing, and maybe you can share your thoughts on this, that you were good at accounting. You were good at your job. You were good with numbers. You were a bright yeah. student and it, um, you, you went through the double major. That isn't someone who is just biding their time. That is something you, you committed and you did the work and you were there. And I wonder what it would have been like if we didn't feel this pressure under self or under externally imposed identifiers, like you're an accountant thou shalt X, Y, Z, because I, I believe that you're not the only one 
you're not the only one who leaves the corporate, very straight edged world to then go and do something fascinating and fantastical, right? It's, and, and perhaps we've just gotten so used to living completely compartmentalized in order to earn money that we forget that the, what it would it be like if we could literally just be ourselves and do the great work that we love to do that just happens to be corporate. I mean, for you, you following your art path was it was a was a great way for you to explore yourself and do all of those things. But that you, you didn't stop knowing the things you knew, and um, and for other individuals who maybe don't want to dive into something as a full entrepreneur, but want to be able to be themselves, to wear the statement pieces while sitting in a board meeting, to you know, and I I, I think of some of the stereotypical things like my husband, he's not even in the corporate world, but he does work in an industry where he has to wear a suit every day and the only thing that's exciting are his socks the only thing right and we it's a big deal which socks he owns because they have to be exciting because for him it's the only thing that is of him that he has on his body and so for i know for many women whether you know that might be a statement piece or a piece of jewelry but something that's like this is me maybe it's earrings and to feel like you're under this sort of pressure that you can't even do that and still be good at what you like you can't be this if you like these things and you can't be this i oh, mean that that just sucks and yeah and anyway i'm just wondering what your thoughts are if you ever thought about what it would be like to be michelle full on and be able to stu still do that work that I'll, that allowed you to you know, there were benefits to all the things that you were doing before that you stayed there for 20 years. It wasn't because it was the worst job on the planet. Um, right. So have you ever thought about what it would have been like if your worlds had sort of blended? Right. That's a very interesting question. And, <laughs> um, you know, that's, that's, that's what should be for sure. It's something that I, I almost think that what we're going through right now with COVID and everything is is going to is going to shed light on a lot of these these things. Mm -hmm. um, you know, time for people to actually not fit into a mold and be who they want to be, but as right. well from a whole career point of view and corporate uh, jobs of the future and things like that. It's 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 not going to be defined the same way anymore. Mm -hmm. I really don't think so. And especially when you talk to the younger people, right. Um, I, I don't know. I think the whole internet, you know, we, we grew up pre-internet and, right. and so that having that, the internet at your fingertips and now with your, you know, your phone being more powerful than a home computer, it's, it's like, it's opened up so many opportunities and it opened up the whole world to see that you can make money and be yourself and be the person you're supposed to be yeah. as opposed to trying to fit into a mold and these different roles and responsibilities that have been defined since yeah and and so i think that it's it's just uh and if you know well as you know so many entrepreneurs that so many female entrepreneurs previously were in corporate and are now doing what they want. And it's just like, it's, it's become so common. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I want to say common, but it's like, 
we're told, uh, you know, we're told that from a young age that what we're supposed to, you know, society tells us what we're supposed to do right. and what we're supposed to look like, what we're supposed to act like, what we're supposed to say, what our life is supposed to look like, the path that we're supposed to follow and so on. And I think that uh, all of that needs to, needs to change. Like we need a major shakeup because there's well, no reason you can't be yourself and be like, there's no reason I couldn't be an accountant and come to work wearing this necklace. Absolutely. Your, your choice of jewelry does not impact your capacity to, to be an accountant or to do, to do a job, to do a job um, that involves your brain because your jewelry does not somehow change the capacity of your brain. Right. And, and I think that you're absolutely right. You know, the world does need a big shift. And I think the shift is here um, in more ways than one at 2020. I mean, uh, there we go. Um, and, and I think you're right that breaking out of those external pressures, but also the ones that we've internalized. So many of us, it's not that we believe someone else is imparting um, to-dos on us. We truly ad have adopted them, right? They become, well, this is what I do. It, it, it's not questioned. And yet well, now here we are entering into people's homes every day for work. Right. And so there's, there's, there initially there was the whole, well, I don't want my life to be seen because that's not what we do. And I mean, I think for a lot of people are at the point where, well, okay, like maybe I'll clean up this part, but for the most part, just so that, you know, my dog's going to bark and my kid's going to yell and this is going to happen and the doorbell's going to ring. And, and because this is, this is my life and um, I'm still a quality individual. I can do my job. And I think more people are recognizing that. Sorry. I just think that. Right. You, you, what you, the decisions you made at that time, which were the ones that needed to be made, um, the decisions are, the choices are now becoming much more open than they were for, for us when we were younger, where we didn't feel the choice was there or, or the choice was either you be you or you be successful. The, the like, the, the, that's yeah, not actually, <laughs> you're right when you say that because I, I do I do remember my parents saying to me about when I said I want to be a fashion designer it was like well you're just going to be a starving artist then right you're not going to make any money and you know like it was it was it was what it was right that was like I say back then pre-internet people had you know brought Pre prior to that, like when my mom was growing up, she had the choice, teacher, nurse, or secretary. I think that's, that was kind of the thing. Yep. The, those were, that's, that's what you have to do. And she went to become a teacher. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's just, uh, the world is so much more wide open now. And also I think there's just so much more acceptance of people actually being who, who they truly are. And, and now, acknowledging... Sorry, go ahead. I've never been anybody to judge anyone in terms of what they wear. I don't really care. Wear what you want, do what you want, dye your hair purple and have a mohawk. I don't really care. It doesn't have anything to do with the person you are in terms of the work you can do and, and, and uh, the intelligence you have and, and so on and so forth. I think what's coming to light, um, which I think many industries have been familiar with, um, but the sort of the corporate or I don't want to say it's not about just money, but it, the sort of the the standard of living 
um, has been missing out on the value of creativity. Whereas 20, you know, 21st century skills, one of the top ones is creative thinking. So, because again, everything we need is right here on the phone. So it's not about content. I can know anything in about a split second, but can I yeah. do anything with it? So my capacity to creatively think, that's the thing, that's the one. And so it is in a high finance, high pressure, high stress jobs, best interest for me to also have my creativity explored and, and loved up on because it makes me better at being able to handle stuff. And I think there are definitely industries who are capitalizing on that big businesses that have um, opportunities for us, for individuals to, to tap into both sides of themselves, but they're not the norm. And they're definitely still seen as outliers and they're not part of that patriarchal system that is still very, very much on top of us. So you're right, a change needs to occur and it is happening. And it's through individuals who are choosing to raise their voice to be able to say, my capacity to create does not diminish my ability to do great corporate work. It, actually enhances it. It makes me more of myself, which then puts me in a better position to do a better job that you're asking for. And so I look to people like yourself who have done that, have walked that path. I did not do corporate. I was in education prior to this. So it does have its own sort of turning points and, and parallels. Um, but there's so many of us who are still very much entrenched in those beliefs that, well, this is what I have to do because this makes the money. And this other stuff, the reason your parents and people all over the planet call it starving artists is that is a belief system that has been held onto. Um, and, and it diminishes the greatness of art, right? So there we have these sort of two pieces, you need to do this to be successful. And, and if you do this, you'll be unsuccessful. Like it's, it's not, yeah. It, they sort of unfortunately complement each other. So, so Michelle, tell me a little bit about how you are sharing your story and expressing um, your journey to through your art and through the work that you're doing. Right. So I, it, uh, basically I've been, as I said, I've been doing all kinds of networking and, and, I've belonged to networking groups and I'm actually a leader for the uh, Femme City Etobicoke Collective group as well. And I, for me, I, when COVID hit and we were shut down, I, I found myself kind of, you know, being sucked in that black hole of fear and, and not knowing what to do and that kind of thing. Because of course, with myself having, um, vendor events lined up that were all being postponed and everything like that. I, I really wanted to help others and share the message of positivity out there. So I decided to start an interview series where I'm interviewing entrepreneurs to talk about keeping a positive mindset and pivoting in your business and your life. Because really, I think for a lot of us, it's given us the time to sit back and be present and decide what our values are and who we want to be and were we happy living the life we were living before because as i know after talking to so many people and i know myself uh, you know the way that i was going it was always thinking of the next thing that was happening and the next thing on your schedule mm -hmm. and never actually sitting 
to be present with yourself, always rushing around from place to place and all, and never feeling like I could catch up. Right. That's huge. That was kind of, that was the way that it was. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, a month has gone by and you don't even know where the month went. So right. I, I decided to, like I say, so I've interviewed all different entrepreneurs and of course yourself included as well you were one of my early guests (laughs) you were one of the ones I I first thought of that I knew had a great message to share with the world and so this has really helped me I think to deal with my own emotions going through this Mm -hmm. um as well as just just being able to share and and the message is that everybody's going through the same thing everyone has the same the same feelings it's all been a roller coaster for all of us but we we all need to support one another and by sharing a message of positivity and advice for how to keep you know keep a positive mindset and things like that it just helps all of us um as we know we we're all in you know we're all in a community together where we can help help to raise each other up um And, and that's, I've always, my, like, I really want to grow, like I said, with this personal development that I've been going through and, and inspire others to continue. And there's so much opportunity out there right now, as opposed to being worried about what it's doing to us, just think that, that it's actually doing something for us. And it's, it's giving us the chance to decide who we want to be to get, you know, if there's something you wanted to do that you've always wanted to do in your life, you had the chance to do it. Like we said, the internet's there. You can search anything you want, any interest you have. Just think back to things that you wanted to do as a kid that you enjoyed as doing, doing as a child. But of course, like we said, as you get older and you're told, you know, you have to have family and you have to look after the kids. We know how it is as moms that uh, your kids come first and you're always putting yourself on the back burner. And so it's time to, to think about what you really, what really makes you happy in this life. It is so wonderful what you're doing and how many interviews have you done up to this point? It feels like a ton. Yeah, I, I'm um, around 97. So I will be, I will be doing my hundredth episode very shortly. And I'll have to have a little, uh, maybe I'll have to do a little giveaway then. Awesome. When I That's... get to 100. That's probably a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> I think that. Because I have to celebrate 100, right? 100 Just like your 100 women on fire. Absolutely. It's a big number and it's worth celebrating. Um, I think that you hit on some really important pieces there. The the messaging that you're sharing with the guests that you have, um, entrepreneurs who are pivoting with positivity and who are being, who are taking this time to sort of pause and reflect and be in the moment and, and recognize where the gifts are and that, that life is happening for us, not necessarily to us. And um, you're absolutely right. You know, it is very clear um, across the board and so many people that I've talked to that this has been a time of reflection, whether you are, have been at home or that your job has taken you to another level because of the, the nature of your work. Um, it still put us in a position of, what do I really want to be doing right now? And um, 
And I think that it doesn't matter whether that's entrepreneur or if you're thinking about no. your, at the other roles in your life. So for many of us, it's, there's the mom role and, and you, you hit it when you said, you know, it's very common and, and it's socially acceptable to be putting your children first and yourself on the other side. Yeah, of it. Actually, right. It's, it's very, it's that again, one of those externals, like this is the check the box. Did you put yourself last? Yes, I did. Okay. I win. I win the mom trophy because I, I am the last of the last yet. Um, science tells us and society, the sort of the underground and like all of the supportive communities that you get into, they'll be the first to tell you that when you put yourself first, you have more to give. You have not just energy, but the self that you um, are, are, are feeding then becomes this self that you would want to show up as, as mom, as career person, as entrepreneur. And, and it feels easier to do that. And so you become, it's not that any of those roles are easy, but that there's an ease to them when you show up as your full self, but you can't be your full self if you're last because you're empty as fuck, right? Like that's, that's part of it. And so I think, um, the the stories that you are sharing in your work, the stories that we're sharing here on this podcast and the ones that we're hearing all over, um, the ones that are really resonating are the ones where people are like, yeah, it's okay for me to want things. And it's, okay. my happiness is a thing. Didn't know that before, but apparently it is. And so, you know, you had said, Google anything. I would start with like, dial it back and go figure out, like give yourself permission to Google anything, to to go out there and like, openly explore and experience things that are actually designed to make you happy first. Because again, when you do that, you just got more, you got more to, to offer. You know, I'm sure you know the analogy, right. you can't pour from an empty cup. Yep. Well, I've heard this and I've really, want, I, it resonates with me that it's not about pouring from your cup, it's that you give the spillover away. So that you're constantly overfilling your cup and it's what pours out that everybody else gets to have. And so you're not actually going through the cycle of like fill, empty, fill, empty. You're just constantly just there. And, um, right. and I know for creatives like yourself, you know, diving full on into um, personal development that's combined with your professional creative development and then doing that further exploration. So recently you became Reiki certified so that you could um, infuse Reiki energy into your jewelry. What a beautiful compliment to your journey and to the work that you've been doing. Um, right. yeah, I just, thank you. Thank you for the work that you're doing and how you're showing up, um, in all the areas. Um, what, what is next for you? What is, what is coming up in the world of Michelle Mahar? Right. Um, that's, uh, Great question. Um, well, you know, when I started doing those interviews, again, it was just because I didn't know what to do. And I just stepped into action, uh, started doing one, I think it was the Monday of March break. So right after we were shut down, I just, just dove into it. So, um, and that's, that goes to also, you know, stepping out of your comfort zone. I, I guess I needed that to get, get my butt in action, you know, <laughs> button gear or whatever, right. because I said I was going to do videos for the last year for my jewelry. And of course, 
I kept pushing it off. I, I didn't, you know, nobody wants to do video. <laughs> Everybody says they don't, you know, but you have to do it. Like it, that's when I just thought Nike's, you know, Nike's just do it. Yep. Um, slogan is brilliant. It really is because that's, that's it. Like I just stepped into it. I started doing the interviews. I didn't know at that point again, though, we thought it was going to be temporary. Right. We thought like a little two week shutdown or a month, whatever it's going to be. And then we'll be back to normal. And that was the thing everyone's saying when we get back to normal, which right. we know at this point in time, there's no such a thing. Forget right. that. And we don't want to go back to that because right. we don't want to go back to the way we were living. That was glorified busy too, right? Yep. If you think about it, how we're, we're just, we're raised to be thinking that busy is good. Mm. And he, I have a theory. So I have no problems with busy as long as I don't feel empty. So I enjoy doing things with intention so that when I go yeah. to bed, I go, that was awesome. I'm tired. I'm okay with being tired. I did stuff. Yeah. I'm tired. Yeah. But I feel full, not yeah. empty. Yet we had that distinction was never made for us. It was just no. stay busy. And if you're not busy, you're and you're not productive, you're useless and just like lie down. You're not doing anything, right? That's how it felt. Right. And so we just kept yeah. being busy, not ever getting any guidance on how to be happy and to then be selective and discerning about where we actually put our attention. Um, so right. busyness is the glorified busyness. That's definitely what it, what it is and what it, and what we were living into was just that the busy was glorified, not just the inside of that, like busy doing what, right? Yeah. Well, we were busy doing nothing really like <laughs> a lot of time. Um, but so anyhow, so I'm enjoying these interviews. I'm continuing these interviews. I've got a logo and, uh, you know, and, and everything. So I want to continue those, but I want to, and the other thing is at the beginning of this year, I was working on my, um, uh, branding and messaging and I was doing new, actually I got a photo shoot done in March, uh, March 10th. So right before Ooh. we shut down. So I'm so <laughs> glad that we got that done. Yeah. Um, got some fabulous photos with, from it. And then it was a matter of trying to, and then I was very intentional with my vendor events that I was picking to go through this year. And then of course, as we know, they've been postponed and, right. and, and, and whatever. So it's, it's a matter of figuring out what I'm going to do in terms of the jewelry and doing videos, which is what I have been doing some videos, but I really need to step that up. So that's the next thing. I need to step up my videos online, step up my Instagram, um, uh, like my Instagram presence is there, but I need to step it up. And, and what I have found is the most important thing that the one thing you is, is consistency. Mm -hmm. Um, just listening to podcasts, different podcasts and, and somebody who, um, just, you know, you start out with one, two people, whatever you have. And, and all of a sudden you've got a million downloads. So, Right. But it's just, you have to be consistent and everybody starts from that spot of having one or two people, just like, uh, you know, just like the videos, I might have one or two people watching it, but just being consistent. Yeah. And uh, I need to really get that under, you know, 
All right. About. So all the listeners, give Michelle a hand here. So get on to her Instagram. The link will be here. Um, and encourage her to make more videos because you want to see more of her amazing, amazing work um, and potentially get your hands on some because it's, it's glorious. And, um, and I love your new branding. I love everything about it. And it really feels like you. Um, and it, and it does incorporate, even though you perhaps at the time didn't know you would be incorporating so much in relation to personal development and, and positivity, but that is you. And so that has been shining through since, since the beginning. So, so thank you, Michelle. So before we sign off, your journey has been a bit of a roller coaster and you are, in my opinion, really flourishing um, in the face of, of uncertainty. And so I'm wondering what it is that you would perhaps share with a woman who is sort of facing that same idea. You know, you had alluded to your being handed the package to being very similar feeling to what happened when we were hit with the pandemic. Um, what bit of advice would you offer someone who is sort of looking down at uncertainty and, and needing to make some decisions? Yeah, so I, one thing I would say is that um, worry really doesn't help you. Worry doesn't mm. serve you at all. And, and that's what I did find myself getting into a lot of worry, like worry of the future and, and, and the uncertainty around it. Um, it's not going to change anything. All that it does is, is just affect you and make you anxious and so on and so forth. And there really is nothing you can do about it. Even, even as we, we go on now, when you step outside that, the house and, or you get into your car, you really don't have control, even though it's perceived control. You think you have control, but something could happen to you just like that. Um, I don't want to be morbid or anything like that, but <laughs> the fact is that we really don't have control of everything, even though we think we do. Right. Um, the other thing is just don't listen to other people and their opinions of what you should and shouldn't do, because most important is to listen to yourself and your own, right. your own gut. Um, people are always going to say things, um, no matter what, you're always going to have right. those people saying what you should and shouldn't do. And it's really time. You have to be yourself. Yeah. You're unique. You have to realize that there's no other you. You're unique. Be yourself and show the world who you truly are. And, and you know, you're here for a purpose. Mm. So beautiful. Thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you for your time, for sharing your story with us. And I am very excited to say that you will be joining us at the second 100 Women on Fire event, uh, virtual event this year as yeah. one of our amazing sponsors. So if you are a ticket holder, then please look for Michelle there. Um, she's going to be sharing all of her beautiful work with us. And, and I look forward to um, watching some more of your videos and, and for to, to just sort of see what the next chapter is in your story. So thank you, Michelle. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Dion. And I'm looking forward to the event. It was fabulous last year, and I'm sure it's going to be an amazing time. So thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed the show. Join Dion again next week to learn more about what you can do to go from hot mess to awesomeness. <laughs>